It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. I got too many kids. I have too few human resources in this house when Rachel Hollis is not here. One of my kids, Sawyer, fifth grader, he's off to fifth grade camp today. The kid is going to be gone for two days. He has packed every single thing that he has ever owned in his entire life. Bless up. And it meant that uh, drop-off was a little more complicated today so that we could make sure that everything he has ever owned in the history of his life could be put together in a van and taken to a special parking lot at the school that I have never been to before with every other parent who has ever created a human in that same parking lot this morning. Good morning. Welcome. Uh, I'm excited to be here today. My name is Dave. Uh, right here, this spot. This spot, it's where she normally sits. The greatest motivational machine on the planet, the unicorn, Miss Rachel Hollis. Not here. Absolutely not here. She uh, flew very, very late in the night to San Diego where she is going to be hanging out and inspiring and teaching human beings that are sitting in an audience. She was in Chicago yesterday doing that very same thing. So if you are heading to San Diego to hear Rachel Hollis light up your life, congratulations. You're about to get poured into. I am excited for you. Uh, the unicorn will be flying back to the studios of the Start Today Morning Show tomorrow, which means we're going to go three days in a row with just you and me. It's just going to be the two of us hanging out in the, the hollowed, color-coordinated studios of the Start Today Morning Show. You know what? We missed it a couple days in a row. I hate to like deprive y'all of the thing that you wake up in the morning hoping for. Ladies and gentlemen. It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about. I said no one. Rachel Hollis isn't even here. That was the remix version of the Start Today Morning Show theme song as originally performed by The Sarah Sunshine and remixed by Asan the DJ. Y'all, welcome to Wednesday. It is, uh, it's time for us to continue a conversation in our last 90 days journey that is on the theme of quitting. I uh, talked yesterday about why we quit. And today, today, we are going to talk about something a little bit different. We're going to talk about the things you need to quit so that you'll stop quitting on yourself. Dave, that sounds confusing. Nope. It is just a thing that you have to embrace. If you want to have the life you say that you'd like, you need to quit some things. And those things, when I say them, are going to be like super common sense but it's worth a review. If you want to have the life you suggest that you are interested in, you need to quit some things that have become a part of who you are because the new you doesn't do the things the old you used to do. 
And the sooner that you can appreciate that you need to reorient the way that you have relationships with certain things, the sooner you're going to get out of your own way and actually stand into this person you've suggested that you'd like to be. Are you with me? Are you ready? I'm jumping in. We started late. Guess what? We're going late. You better tell the people that you were supposed to see at 835 that you're going to run just a tad late. That's central time. Here we go. The relationships that you, if you are interested in the pursuit of an exceptional life, if you are interested in maintaining the momentum that you will need to successfully get through a 90-day challenge, if you are interested in being the mama or papa that you know your kids deserve, the partner that you know you promised to be on the day that you got married, the boss that you've suggested that you're interested in being to model to your employees, the person that, to, that can be accountable for your husband or wife, the mama that's gonna be able to model the right kind of behaviors for your kids and in, in the hopes that they grow into who you hope they want to be. All of these things come down to your willingness to quit doing these things. Quit doing these things? I thought you said we weren't talking about quitting on ourselves. Exactly. You have to quit doing these things to avoid the traps that would have you quitting on yourself. There are five things that I have outlined. I've talked about these things before. They may end up actually sounding a little bit familiar. If you were in the last 90 day challenge last year, on the week that we talked about quitting, I think I might have started a conversation about something similar. It is worth repeating. Here we go. There are five relationships that you need to quit if you wanna help yourself not quit on yourself. Number one is the relationship that you have with media. I'm gonna get into that in a second. Number two is the relationship that you have with food, drink, and exercise. Number three, the third relationship that you're gonna to need to quit that we're gonna get into today are the relationships that you have with people who do not make you reach for more. Media, food, drink, and exercise. People who do not make you reach for, or do not support your reach for more. Number four, the identity that you have with your past. The identity that you have with your past is something that you have to quit. Ooh, what? Quit? Wait a second, but we'll get to it. You have to quit the way that you have assigned value that is negative and doesn't help you to the way that you are trying to go to the future. And then finally, you need to quit the relationship you have with yourself and the limiting beliefs or fixed mindset stuff that keeps you believing that the things that are possible for other people, the things that you are capable of, are not things that are actually aligned with the vision of your future, okay? So let's jump into it. The first thing, the relationship that you have to quit or at a minimum modify, if you wanna have any hope of not quitting on yourself is the relationship that you have with media. Media, media is a, it's a beautiful thing and it's a dangerously crazy thing that we are not, if we are not conscientious, um, we're not conscientious of how much of an impact media can have in our lives. We have said 1,004 times, you are what you consume. You are what you consume. So if you are consuming media, oh no, Noah Hollis is upset. Why is she upset? She's upset because she's consuming media of some kind, I'm gonna guess. If you are consuming media that in any way is consistently reflecting negativity, your worldview will be one of negative things. 
if you are always focused on things that are more like despair than they are hopeful, if you're focusing on things, I love you. Oh, look at you with your Halloween gloves on. Fantastic. If you are more often focusing on the worst possible scenario than the best possible scenario, if you are constantly consuming things that are more negative than they are positive, you will be a more negative person. When I was struggling with negativity, I had to ask better questions about what I was consuming that was making the loop in my head a more negative loop than a more positive loop. And the thing that I realized was the people I was following on social media, the news that I was consuming all the time, the, the influences of my media consumption were unbelievably more negative than they were positive. And that negativity was creating in me a mindset, a view, a lens through which I love you, brother. Have a fantastic day. Maroon sweatshirt looking good. The lens that I was looking through was a filter of the negativity that I was consuming and all I could see was negativity because of what I was taking in. You need to do an audit on what you consume inside of the media space. If news is a thing that you like, there are ways to consume news that isn't a pummeling of negativity and the world's going to end. If you are consuming people on your feed that are curating a perfect version of their world that makes you in comparing yourself to their putting the highlight reels of their life up on social makes you feel inadequate or inferior or less or not enough, why are you following them? There is not a good reason. If you are living inside of Facebook, I'm streaming in Facebook right now. I'd like to think this is an island of decency inside of a sea of stuff that honestly, I, for the most part, cannot consume. I don't tend to spend a lot of time in Twitter. I don't tend to spend a lot of time inside of social media environments that don't serve who I say I want to be. How much time are you spending on the media that you're consuming? Here's the thing. I, if you choose that you want to spend three hours a day watching television, that is a choice. You do you but you are deciding to prioritize that screen time to community, that screen time to connection, that screen time to reading a book that could fuel your brain, the screen time to something that might get you a step closer to this vision of who you suggest you'd like to be in your life. You can watch all the TV, but when it comes to then, why aren't you pursuing the things that would unlock the passions of your heart? Don't say you don't have time. You have time, you've decided to prioritize the things that you want to do in order of TV, other screens, then my dream, then maybe connecting in relationship in the way that I'd like, and that priority list will reflect the kind of life that you have. You have to do an audit. Are the things that you are consuming actually reinforcing the values of your life, actually congruent with what you say you'd like in your life. And if they aren't, you need to cut them out. You need to cut them out. Where's Rachel? She's not here. She's not, she's still not here. Rachel is in San Diego. She is speaking to a room of people with our friend Amy Porterfield, who is amazing in all ways. Uh, and they are gonna light a room on fire, but she's not here. We're talking about the things you need to quit so that you will stop quitting on yourself. The first thing is media. Number two. Number two is you need to quit the historic relationship that you've had with food, with drink, and with exercise. 
You need to quit the way that you have associated exercise, food and drink with either positivity or negativity so that you can actually unlock the way that you want to feel. This is not about fitting into a shirt. This is not numbers on a scale. This is how do you want to feel? And for some of us, and I know for me, this is the case. Listen, I'm talking to a group of people in a challenge that have committed to moving their body for 30 minutes, drinking a bunch of water and giving up a category of food to show themselves that they can keep a promise to themselves. So this may not be a thing that we have to spend as much time on, but when I decided to stop drinking, because it was important for me to show myself that for a year I could not drink alcohol, that I could sit in the discomfort of all these things we're pursuing, that I could do hard things and instead of trying to mute the discomfort of the hardness, I could just sit in it and grow from it. When I decided to do that, I had to really wrestle with the historic relationship that alcohol had played in my having a good time on a date night of me having fun on a weekend, of the way I thought I had to be when I went on vacation. And the reality is that was all ridiculous. It was baloney. It was a story that I was telling myself that if I didn't have a drink, that I couldn't be fun. That if I didn't have a drink, I couldn't enjoy a vacation. I've, I've been on amazing vacations. I've had plenty of amazing weekends. We're six months into me having made this choice. I don't miss it at all. And the idea that in some way, Fun Dave was a like thing that only happened when I had a drink was a story I told myself, and some of you were telling yourselves the same story, we're heading towards Thanksgiving. And heading towards Thanksgiving for some of you is a story battle, the narrative that if you don't over, like super indulge in eating every starch good that is put on this table, every starch that's ever been created, that you are in some way going to be missing out on what Thanksgiving is all about. Thanksgiving isn't all about starch. I mean, like, if you want to eat it all, eat it all. You will feel a certain way after having overindulged in it, but don't tell yourself the story that if you were to not eat every single fried thing, that you are in some way going to not be able to enjoy Thanksgiving. That's a story that you've told yourself. When we started with exercising, I thought about exercise as a thing I had to do, as a thing that I did even though I didn't feel like it, that like I wasn't interested in it. And then once I changed the way that my mind thought about exercising, not as I have to do it, as I get to do it, as I have been blessed with a body that can do it, as when I finish it, it unlocks endorphins and energy and an ability to show up for my life, it changed the way I thought about getting out and moving my body. Historically, you have a relationship with food, with drink, and with exercise that is running in the background of your mind. And if you want to feel a certain way, you are going to have to quit believing the narrative around those stories of how food or drink or exercise used to be a thing that you processed in your life. Are you listening? Is this thing on? Number one, you got to quit your relationship with media. Number two, you have to reorient the way that you assign positivity or negativity to food and drink and as food and drink and exercise. Okay. Number three, you need to quit the way that you are in relationship. 
Oh, Dave, no, don't say it. With people who don't, who don't make you want to reach for more, who people who are threatened by your interest in growth, people who would question you reaching for greatness. If you are currently in relationship with someone and they struggle with the notion of you being great, it will require a conscientious decision on your part to not afford their opinion weight in your life if you are truly interested in continuing this path towards your greatness. You cannot let the influence of people who are threatened by, made insecure by, feel intimidated by, are worried that you might outgrow them. If you continue to let those people's opinion of you trying to become great influence your decision to become great, you will quit because of their discomfort instead of your actual ambition for becoming awesome. I don't know why. I mean, like I, and here's the thing. Some of these people, these, some of these people you're married to. Some of these people are your mom or your mother-in-law, your dad. Some of these people are your sister. Man, Dave, that makes it harder because these are people that I'm in close relationship with. I didn't say it was going to be easy. I, I didn't say that it was going to be an easy thing to decide to be great, even though you will get resistance from the people that you love most. The question you have to ask yourself, if somebody loves me, why wouldn't they root for me to be the very best version of myself? And if I can't even answer that question, if my being great is something that they'd try to hold back, why would I relinquish my power toward that greatness to someone who doesn't want me to be that? It doesn't, I'm sorry, it doesn't make sense. And I'm speaking from a place where I was the person who was threatened by Rachel's decision to be great. I was stuck in this place where I didn't know how to get out of my own way. And as she decided to just reach for this great version of herself, I, her best friend, her husband, her ride or die, her baby daddy, I was the one that was like, I don't like you being great. And do you think it was because I legitimately don't want what's best for my wife? Do you think it's legitimately that I wasn't interested in seeing her grow into the greatest human being possible? No, it was because she was exaggerating the distance between my funk and her awesomeness. And that threatened me. It made me insecure. I was worried that she was going to outgrow me and in outgrowing me would not want to be with me anymore. Oh, that's not the reason. That's not a reason to not reach for more because of my insecurity. And she knew that. And her knowing that let her push herself to like a completely different level. And it was in that new level that she was modeling how I could reach for something greater if only I were able to get out of my own way. There are going to be people who don't want you to be great. And it is not a reflection of your greatness. It is a reflection of their mediocrity. People who are mediocre want nothing more than to hold great people down at their level so they don't have to feel badly about being stuck. So their being stuck is a thing that you have to choose. Are you going to relinquish your growing into who you were created to be 
because of wanting to keep them comfortable at the expense of you being great? Or are you going to grow into who you were created to be? Unleash fully the potential and passion that was placed in your heart by the creator of the universe and maybe be a model for that mediocre person to help them get out of their own way. It's, I, I, the thing is, it's so simple and it's so hard. It's so simple and it's so hard because a lot of times when you say you need to quit the relationships that you have with people who don't want you to reach for more, it sounds like you're saying end the relationship. And I'm not saying end the relationship. I'm saying end the relationship in the way that it's been. Because the way that it's been has had you weighed down by, shackled by, held back by, their being stuck at the expense of you growing into who you are supposed to be on this planet. What's up, Dean? Rachel was hanging out with Dean yesterday. How you doing, brother? Uh, listen, like, it, <laughs> we, we say all the time, like, you are the five people that you spend the most time with. And if, if, if you really are doing an assessment of who is giving you influence, who is pouring into you, who is modeling things for you, if you are the smartest person in your circle of five, you need to find a new circle. If you're the most driven person in your five, you need to find a new circle. If you're the healthiest person in your, in your five, you need to find a new circle. If you are the most spiritual person, you have the strongest faith in your five, you need to find a new circle. If you're the most ambitious, you need to find a new circle. It doesn't mean that the people that are currently in your circle are just dead to you. It does not. It means that you're training your focus on people who are further along their journey than you are so that you can continue to be inspired by people who have reached for or have found themselves at a level that is beyond the one that you're currently at. It's hard. How do you find a new circle? Great. I see this question. How do you find a new circle? I don't have friends that are like that. Guess what? In a weird way, on this morning show that nobody's talking about, we're a part of a circle here, right? Find a book, find a podcast, find another morning show that nobody's talking about. Find people who can, even if they are people that you do not yet know, show you how a life that you say you want is possible because they have found a way to get there themselves. And then as you start finding other people in other circles, even if they're virtual circles, you're going to find like-minded people in community. If you go on to our Made For More private Facebook group for the last 90-day challenge, there is a circle in there that's 100,000 people strong. You can find people in your local community inside of this Facebook group. You could start walking with them tomorrow. It is not an impossible thing. Like, I appreciate anyone who's like, I just can't find a new circle. That is, a, you're making a choice. You have made a choice to not find a new circle and are telling yourself a story that circles are possible, circles of great people are possible for some people but are not possible for me. That is a, that's a limiting belief and a lie that you have decided to believe. You will stay stuck if you don't change the way you think about your ability to find a circle that will push you to another level because of some of them living at a level that is beyond yours. Make a new circle. Find a new circle. Uh, number one, you got to quit your relationship with media. Number two, you got to quit the relationship historically that you've had with food, with drink, and with exercise. Number three, you need to quit the relationship with people who don't make you feel like you should reach for more, that don't support your pursuit of more. Number four, 
You need to change the identity that you have with your past self that doesn't support the vision you have for your future. What you have been through does not determine what you are afforded in life. I appreciate that every single person who is listening to this has a very specific life experience and that life experience has for some of you been filled with terrible things. You are here. You survived those terrible things. And now you get to make the choice. And man, it is a choice you may have to make every single morning of deciding that you are standing on top of all of the things that you have survived, not buried underneath them. That you were prepared for the life that you want because of the road you had to walk to get to this minute. But you have to make that choice because you are going to, in the circle you currently are surrounding with, there are people right now who believe this. They believe this is just as good as it gets. This is just my lot in life. I'm just a person who is destined to only have this and that. I'm not someone who could possibly go this way or that way. You have to decide. Is that the story? Are you just going to decide that, you know what, luck is going to determine what is possible for you, that your fate has been cast, that there isn't anything that you can do to take control of how the things that you've been through are the reason why you are best prepared. You are the number one candidate to chase after the life that you deserve on this planet. You have to redefine how you think about yourself in the future because if the way you've assigned your experiences in the past in any way don't afford you the brightest possible future for yourself, you will not reach as far, reach as high, try as much. You will not. Les Brown has this quote. I've used this quote a thousand times, but it is so important. Hope in the future is power in the present. Hope in the future is power in the present. But if the way that you have experienced life, if the things that have happened in your life, and if the trauma that you have survived in your life makes the experiences of your past hopeless, the likelihood that you will assign hopeful value to what is possible in your life is diminished. And if you can't cast the most hopeful vision of your future, you have less power in the present. Hope in the future is power in the present. But if you assign hopelessness to what you have been through, it will not have you casting as hopeful a version of your future. You need to see the things that happen to you as for you, even the hard things, even the miserable things. When we went through the worst season of our adult lives in our adoption journey, I don't want to go through 2016 again. I do not want to have two people that we thought we were adopting. We brought them into our home. We named them. We had them for weeks. They were our babies. They were our daughters. We thought we were adopting them. We were told they were our daughters. And then a white van showed up and brought them from our house back into the system because of some biological relatives that were all the time fighting for their custody. We didn't know. It was the, the rug pull of a lifetime. And I am grateful every day for the impossible season that we went through. Because in that impossibility, 
it reframed the way that I think about pursuing uncertainty. We chose uncertainty in foster care. We, we chose uncertainty in international adoption. We chose uncertainty in every single part of our adoption journey. And it was the first time I'd done it in my entire life. And that uncertainty created an appreciation for how resilient our family can be. It showed me how strong our marriage could be. It showed me what our faith actually meant. It's easy to say that you have faith when things are going great, but faith in tragedy, that shows you how strong your faith can actually be. And if nothing else, it gave me the courage to leave an environment that was filled with certainty for the opportunity to do this work every single day. If we hadn't gone through that hard season, we would not be living in Texas. I wouldn't be talking to you on this screen right now. And if we hadn't gone through that hard season, Noah Hollis would not be a part of our family. I went through, we went through, this family experienced hard things and those hard things were preparing us for the work that we do today. You've been through something hard. Don't let that experience be a waste for not taking everything that it was for and now equipping yourself to move forward and use the learning that came out of that hard season to be your unfair advantage. You've been through something that equips you uniquely to impact this planet. Let's go. You, like, you have a unique set of life experiences unlike any other human on this planet. Why wouldn't you use all of them as your unfair advantage to chase the life you know you deserve? The first thing is you have to quit your relationship with media as it exists today. You need to redefine the relationship you have with food, with drink, and with exercise. You gotta change the way that you are affording weight to the people in your circle who do not root for you to be great. You need to change the identity that you have with your past self so that you can unlock the possibility of your best future. And finally, you need to quit the relationship that you have with the limiting beliefs and fi fixed mindsets of your present day life. You need to quit believing that you don't deserve the life that you dream of. Said another way, you need to believe you deserve the life of your dreams. With 100% certainty, without any caveats, without any reservations, you have to believe that you are worthy of, that you're enough, that you were chosen, that you were given the tools and the gifts that you can reach for and actually have the things that you say that you want. You need to quit believing that the things that are possible for some people are not possible for you. You, that, you, can, you can believe it like, oh man, if only I was able to speak as well as Dave's screaming inside of these devices, then I would actually use some influence to change the way that people... That's ridiculous. That is a story that you're telling yourself. Any single human being who has a human relationship is an influencer. They have influence. They have the power to influence impact. They are a light carrier in a dark world. You can... Do this, you have to stop telling yourself that only if you had the tools, only if you, no, just decide, I am a person who will use my influence to bring light to other people. I will be someone who changes lives. I can change one life today. I'm gonna go do it. You can do it. Quit believing that because you don't have a skill in one area that interests you that you can't acquire them. Oh, I'm a, you know what, Dave, I'd love to work in marketing, but I am a finance person. And so my, my lot in life is kind of determined. What are you talking about? What are you actually talking about? Just because you don't currently have a set of skills 
Don't believe the lie that you're just a person who's wired a certain way and you can't acquire them. Anything that you want to do. This is something that Rachel Hollis says all the time and I'm going to steal it because it's so good. Anything that you would like to do in this life exists for free. The instructions exist for free on the internet. Anything. Literally, literally, literally anything that you want to do in this life exists for free. As in there, The instructions exist for free on the internet. So the decision to not equip yourself with the knowledge to do the things you say you want to do is a choice, right? Your ignorance in this space is a choice. So if you want to go be someone who writes books, if you want to be someone who is a mechanical engineer, if you want to be someone who writes a blog, you want to be someone who volunteers at church, you want to be whatever you want to be, don't tell me you can't be that thing. Because if you want to be that thing, it, there, there are instructions for you. The information available to you is the greatest that it has ever been in the history of time. The, 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 the resources available to you right now, I want to reach through and shake the lapels of whoever is listening to this. If you want to be something or do something, the resources that exist today are greater than any other single moment in the history of the universe. Your decision to not teach yourself how to become that thing is a choice that you are making. You can make the choice to actually pour into yourself. Don't believe, quit believing that you're too old, that you're too young, that you don't have the right kind of experience, that you don't have the right skill set. Those are stories that you have told yourself. You're 62 years old. If you want to believe that you're done, that's a choice that you've made. Honestly, I feel sad for you. If you at 62 are like, you know what, I'm going to just go ahead and pack it on in. Not to say that like you don't deserve if you've worked a long career and had a good life, you want to retire, great. But like, don't believe that your opportunity to impact lives ends at a certain age. Don't believe that like, oh, well, I, I just graduated from school, so there's no way I could possibly. Okay. If you believe that story, that story is true. If you believe the story, that story is true. I don't care what your thing is. If you believe that story, your story is true. And guess what? There's, yep, there's some systemic stuff that exists that absolutely creates privilege for some groups and not others. I'm not trying to discount that. But you have to make a decision that you are going to not believe a story that suggests that you are incapable of, that you don't have access to, that you aren't able to go and do these things. Quit believing that you are or aren't, that you do or don't that you're wired one way or that you aren't. You can, those are stories. Those are what we call limiting beliefs. If you are a person who believes that you are a certain way and that you can't change, that is something that you have just decided. It is not an actual true fact. So if you are wired a certain way and you'd like to rewire yourself, start rewiring yourself. Start reading books and challenging yourself with accountability partners and have a different circle of people speaking truth into you on an every single day basis because you, you are or aren't is a choice that you are making. You can or can't is a choice that you're making, that you're wired one way or another. It's a choice that you're making. So you have to quit believing that. If you decide that your fate has already been cast because of your family of origin, because of past relationship experience, because of the way a work uh, experience existed, because of tragedy that you've been through, if you believe that your fate has been cast, it has been. So it's your choice. 
100%, it is your choice. Does it mean that it's going to sometimes require therapy or that sometimes it's going to require new training or that sometimes it's going to require something that's going to help you transition from old mindset to new, new mindset? Of course it is. It's going to take work. But you, you can either decide, like the majority of the population of the world, the majority of the population, certainly in the U.S., that this is just my lot in life. I came from a family that's like this, so that's the way our family is. I came from people who do things this way, so that's the way I'm wired. Or you can challenge that crazy narrative, push back and decide, no, I'm going to go acquire the tools. I'm going to go learn the things. I'm going to go put myself into like the right uh, situations where I'm going to be uncomfortable learning something new, but I'm going to learn it. I'm going to get the right habits and routines. I'm going to do the work that it takes to actually push back against these limiting beliefs. Y'all, it's a lot of yelling. It's so early. You got to quit some things if you're going to not quit on yourself. You got to quit the existing relationship that you have with media. You need to quit the way that you've historically assigned value or weight or stories to food, to alcohol, and to exercise. You need to change the way that you afford weight to the opinions of people who are not in your corner rooting for you to be your very best self. Why would you give people in the cheap seats of your life an expensive opinion? Why? Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. You need to change. You need to quit the identity that you have had with your past as a thing that is destined to have certain things happen in your present or your future. And you need to quit believing the things in your limiting beliefs, the things in your fixed mindset that would limit, that would gate, that would in some way prevent you from being your biggest, best self. Y'all, it is day 16 of the last 90 days challenge. It's on. It is on. Now we got momentum here. I don't think we're stoppable. I know we're not stoppable. I am excited about uh, today, heading into the office. I got my gray rim glasses on because there's no glare. I'm recording a whole bunch of videos where I'm reading excerpts out of Get Out of Your Own Way, my book. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I am doing a bunch of team meetings while Ray Ray Hollis isn't here, so I'm excited about that. I just, I want everybody here, man, embrace that you get to decide whether you're wired a certain way, whether the things that are available to other people are available to you. You have to decide to really be deliberate and intentional about the things that you are allowing to influence who you are and how you think. Don't, don't just hope that you're only going to pull the pieces that are for you that help like support the vision of where you're headed. You need to be deliberate in blocking the social media influences, the relational influences, the things that are inside of your head that would get you off track, that would have you considering to quit. Don't quit on yourself. It is Wednesday. Go out and be the light in this dang world. I'm going to be back tomorrow. Day 17 is tomorrow. I will see you then. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at the Sarah Sunshine. 
Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die. <laughs>